guys, it's Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we are Paramormal Podcast. We are two moms here to talk all things paranormal. We will provide full body chill episodes of our favorite cases that you will never forget. So be sure to tune in each week to hear new captivating cases based on facts, research, and of course, encounters. Hey guys, it's Paramama Activities, Melissa. And this is Jill. And welcome back. I, again, am so excited to talk about this case that we will be talking about today. It's an exciting one, kind of piggybacks off of the last case we talked about. Yeah, similarly, similarly, oh my God, I can't, <laughs> here we go. Melissa butchering words, and it's only been 23 seconds. <laughs> Very similar to the Amityville Horror as well. Yeah. But, but of course, before we get into our fun, or I should say terrifying mm. haunting tonight, um, of course, we're going to start with our story. And again, if you guys have anything you would like to submit to us, um, stories, family members of anything paranormal that has happened to you as a kid or your kids, please, please let us know at our um, Instagram. You could DM us or even comment, mm-hmm. whatever floats your boat. Our Instagram is Paramormal Activity Podcast, and you could also email us as well um, on the Instagram. This is like a little email button, but feel free to email us as well. We're dying to hear your stories. But Jill found this really terrifying one. So yeah, it is. It's a little long, so you know, stay with us. Guys. We're here all night. <laughs> it's definitely eerie. All right, so it is titled "My Uncle Visited Me the Day of His Death." So, all right, I'm going to start us off. Um, I'll start by saying that my uncle, my mother's brother, had been quite ill for some time and was living in Guadalajara, Mexico. My family lives in Southern Cal. I haven't seen him in 20 years since we couldn't afford to take the whole family to Mexico for regular visits, but we would speak here and there throughout the years. Now, on Easter Sunday, my husband and I were putting up a new gate he and my son made the day before. I turned around to grab a tool and saw a tall, dark man with messy, curly hair walking toward me from the back of my backyard. All right, so right there, I'd be like, what? Exactly right. How'd you get in? Figure right, somebody, uh, call somebody. All right, so then she says, he came around me and then disappeared. Full disclosure, I do see figures quite a bit often, so this didn't really scare me. When my husband came back, I told him about the man and described him. He did not recognize him, but we joked that it may have been a nosy spirit wanting to see the construction happening <laughs> at the house. I mean, I'm glad they could joke about it because I was Sounds like, like me. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah, do you want? They just want to see if we're doing a good project. All right. So now it, uh, it continues on. Later that day, I took my kids to my brother's house where my mom is currently staying. She received a call from my aunt, her sister, but my mom didn't want to answer right away. She wanted to play with the grandkids and said she would call her later. Then, after I got home, my brother called and said my aunt had called to try to tell us our Uncle Rito died earlier that day. My mother was devastated. After speaking with her and consoling her, I remembered my encounter with the dark figure. Now, this is where it gets, like, a little eerie, but, you know. So I searched through some old pictures. As I said, I only had 20-year memories of my uncle. And I realized that is who visited me, except for one thing. My uncle was short, maybe 5'8". And this guy, um, as she describes, was a little bit taller, about six feet tall. But they both had curly, disheveled hair, had a bit of a pot belly, but still thin in the shoulders and legs. 
Um, I haven't told my mother because I don't want to make her feel bad, but I think it may comfort her to know that her brother came by to say a final hello and goodbye. I got, like, the chills when I read that part because it's, it's just, you know what I mean? It goes to show you. I mean, that is, like, a beautiful story, though, because it's like she she saw her uncle, like, right in the midst of, I guess, him passing away. And, oh, my goodness. And also, I, I, I feel like I've heard so many mm-hmm. stories like this. It's, it's, like, unbelievable. And I guess, you know, they they tend to flock towards those that know that yeah. they can see them and, you know, and comfort them and know, you know, I think it's a good, I, I would be not, like, obviously happy that, you know, if that was the case with me, that my uncle passed. But it's nice knowing that mm-hmm. they're moving on to, I don't want to say better and, Happier, but at least yeah. like they're they're passing over and they're okay. Yeah, like they're at peace. Like mm-hmm. that would that, that that would kind of comfort me. But, but yeah, it's but, like he's trying to communicate. It's that terrifying. To, yeah. But you know, it's aw. It, I feel bad. I know. No, so do I. It's especially uh, you know, and also like I mean, if I was her, I'd be kind of like, oh my god, like why didn't I realize that was my uncle? But you know, she said she hasn't seen him in a while. Exactly. But like, you know, obviously you, you didn't know he was. You know, mm-hmm. dying, but yeah, like I wonder if she did tell her mom now, like how she said at the end, she was contemplating telling her because she didn't want to make her upset. But at the same time, I think that could bring her mom some peace. Yeah, like my parents are like they're not like on the same mm-hmm. level as I am. So every time like something like happens, where I'll go to like a reading and like my grandpa came through, like I kind of tell them and they're kind of like looking at me like I have five heads. So I wouldn't jump to go tell them like. No, of course. It would course. kind of make them a little bit more upset, I feel like. Okay, you know, it is true. you got to look at it from both sides. You know, so I completely understand that, definitely. Mm-hmm. But all creepy and a, and a happy story, I, I guess, at, at once. Yeah, <laughs> if that it is. Oh, it is definitely. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy how stuff like this happens, and it's mm-hmm. just not, I feel like, not accepted. I don't, not like not accepted, but like, it's still taboo, I guess. No, right? it is. <laughs> Like, how many stories do you need to hear to really believe in this stuff? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just gullible. You. People say that all the time, right? Well, how was Kelsey these past couple of days since I've seen you, Jill? Oh, goodness. Well, to say the least, she doesn't <laughs> like to sleep anymore. It's like... She wants um, to party. Yeah, she's trying to party in the crib at, like, starts around midnight until, like, 2 a.m. She just thinks it's a free-for-all. But she stops before 3 a.m., right? She typically does, and then she wakes back up at 4. <laughs> Very respectful, that baby. She Seriously, is. I really respect her. How about my Char? How's she doing? Uh, Char, knock on wood, has been, <laughs> has been good these past couple of days. Oh, thank God, Very Char. happy. I'm like, you're up to something. My she's, daughter likes to she's fuss. She's planning something. She's planning something, but she's she crawled. Started crawling, like, the past couple of weeks, but, like, full-on crawling now. And now she's just determined to walk. Mm-hmm. So she's getting upset that she doesn't know how to walk. And she's, like, climbing on me. It's, like, it's crazy. I'm, like, I'm not ready for you to walk through this board. I know. And then I have a feeling once she's walking, that's it. She's that, I, you can't con- on a mission. She's doing what she wants. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> control her. But it's, it's, a, it's, so, it's so, you know, exhausting. But actually, she let me watch... The movie regarding this case that we're discussing Ooh. tonight. Instead of watching Charlie, if you, I mean, you guys obviously wouldn't know. I know our friends and family yes. do know how obsessed Charlotte is with watching Charlie's Colorform Factor on Netflix. <laughs> she doesn't let you watch anything else. But today, she let me watch the movie The Conjuring 2, which we're discussing tonight, mm-hmm. which... I'm happy I rewatched it because it is a chilling, chilling story. I'm glad you did too because I have not seen that film in a while. So I don't know if you want to. I, 
You can jog my memory, though, I'm sure. <laughs> Again, like I said last week's episode, it's not as good as The Conjuring. Nothing mm-hmm. will ever beat that. Oh, my God. It scares me to the core, obviously, as we discussed. But, oh, that um, it does. But, you know, this this case is definitely, I think it fits our podcast agenda. It involves a young girl being primarily haunted in a situation. Mm-hmm. And it involves a mom that doesn't know what to do. Definitely can relate to the situation. But it's actually known more as that The Conjuring 2 is the Enfield haunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there's actually a series on this, which I do want to see. I saw with, I saw when I was researching. I'm like, this actually looks interesting. I know. So, I saw that, too. And so, I, I, yeah, I, I want to see where I can watch that. It, it definitely sounds interesting. But um, so basically this started happening around the same time as Amityville Horror. It's known as the London version of Amityville Horror. This takes place in 1977. It lasts about a year and a half, so from like 1977 to 1979, mm-hmm. and involves the Hodgson family. I hope I am pronouncing this correctly. <laughs> yeah, I have to look the, um, up. We the did scene. practice a little. Yes, Hodgson, <laughs> Hodgson, um, family, um, and they resided at 284 Green uh, Green Street in Enfield, and um, it's known as. Britain's best documented poltergeist haunting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to discuss this, right? <laughs> okay, now, I don't mess around with poltergeists. I thank God I have not experienced one. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. But um, to break it down to you guys, a poltergeist is a ghost or other supernatural being supposedly responsible. I love how they say supposedly. I know. <laughs> responsible for physical disturbances, such as loud noises and objects thrown around, so... You're walking down to your kitchen and forks and knives are being thrown at you. That is a poster, guys. <laughs> yeah. Unless you see Scary. it's like your, your child throwing them at you. But other than that. <laughs> yeah, right. Make, make sure that they're in their beds, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the interesting thing about um about this case is that there's over 30 eyewitnesses. So basically, I mean, we'll get into that. But I found that very interesting. There's 30 eyewitnesses. And I'm glad that they can all, you know, vouch for this. Yeah. It is obviously debated if this is bullshit or not um i will get more into that i mm-hmm. i tend to believe it i mean I, I don't think these people made that much money off of this i mean oh no i you're do. not making much yeah. money off of this you're not living you know in a five-star hotel mm-hmm. and you know dubai like you're not like living the best you're not of living course, your best yeah. life believe me but um so basically back in 1977 the hodgson family they move over to 284 green street and Penny Hodgson, who, who the mother was, she was a single mother to four children, which was taboo back then. Like, you weren't really, you know, mm-hmm. it was more yeah. like, oh, my God, like, you're divorced? Definitely not how it is today. Um, She had four children, Margaret, 12, Janet, 11, Johnny, 10, and Billy, 7. And basically, the poltergeist... Sorry, guys, that was my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um... Basically, the poltergeist attaches itself to Janet. I mean, they were all affected, but mainly... Yeah, she was the main... Like, to mess around with Janet, who was 11, which, that's that's scary. I mean, that was Charlotte. I would freak the hell out. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. And think, not that I'm saying it would make it any easier if the husband was there, but the mom had some type of support. Yeah, she's alone going through this. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. But, so, the evening of August 30th, 1977, during... The bedtime routine. I mean, I cannot imagine putting four kids to bed oh, God bless. by yourself every single night. 
Um, Penny basically heard Jenna complaining that her and her brother's beds were wobbling. And Penny was like, thought nothing of it. She's like, let's go to bed, please. She probably wanted to open a bottle of wine. Yeah, you're thinking the kids, feet up. you know, the kids like, are probably like, what is enough with this bull- Enough with this bullshit. Let's, you know, continue the night and let's, you know, let's get this done with. I mean, like, at least that's how I feel. Yeah, I'm no, like, where's the wine? Where's the wine? <laughs> like but, we're doing right now, just having a glass of wine. Enjoying life, man, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, of course, it continues the next night. Penny enters Janet's bedroom and is like, come on, like, what's going on? Let's get to bed. And Janet's freaking out. Um, she's saying that the, that the chest, which is like the burrow, is moving. And Janet, so I'm sorry, Penny witnesses it too. She sees the chest moving across the side of the room and she's like pushing it back. Like, she's going to push it back and it's resisting her. It's fighting back. And she's like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Um, and so she comes to terms that there is an invisible force. Pushing it back towards her. So little stuff like this would kind of, I mean, I wouldn't call it little, but stuff like this would happen. Mm-hmm. They would hear a lot of strange noises throughout the house. And, like, it's not just like, okay, like, you're home alone and you hear a creaking. I mean, it was very, very strange, like, within the walls and the ceilings. I mean, it was just very, very scary. So um, the family, basically, they stated that it, it felt like a supernatural presence was trying to trap the family into the bedroom that night, sorry, I jumped ahead, but um, so basically yeah. they were terrified after then that night with the whole chest situation. That's eerie. Yes, Ugh. definitely. And then the next couple of nights, they were, they started to realize how much noises they really heard, and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe something is going on. So after Mel, you know, I don't know the given time, but I mean, enough is enough. The Hodgins, they they go to their neighbors for help because poor Penny, she's by herself with these mm-hmm. four kids. And their names are Vic and Peggy Nottingham. And Vic was this big guy. He was a builder. You know, like, he looks like he doesn't take shit from anybody. (laughs) Right? So he goes into the house to investigate. He's like, let me see what's going on. Let me help them out. So he goes into the home. And he can't, like, he hears the sound. And he's like, this this doesn't sound right. Like, what is Mm -hmm. this? This is not normal. He stated that he heard knocking on the wall in the bedroom, on the ceiling, I was beginning to get a bit frightened. And then the oldest daughter, Margaret, recalls him looking terrified when he came back. He said, I I don't know what to do. Mm. And she's like, I never seen a man as big as Vic looking that scared. That's Mm. kind of like your oh shit moment. Because like sometimes like, you know, you think I'm crazy. Yeah, you think you're kind of just hearing the things in your head. And then you get the verification and then you're like, oh my God, from a I'm big ass crazy. dude too. So it's like, yeah. Oh God, so no. that's that's really really scary. Yeah. You know, I, I the Hodgins they they don't just stop at that and like they live their life. I respect them. They get mm-hmm. you know many people involved, hence the over thirty witnesses involved. So after that happens, they are like, I don't know what to do. Peggy desperately calls the police. A WPC, which is a woman police constable, her name is Carolyn Heaps, comes over. Um, she recalls. So she documented this, and there's a police report on this, uh, seeing an armchair move four feet unassisted across the floor. Nope. Like, I... that's 100% poltergeist activity. Like that's, Oh, yeah. And that's scary. I mean, that thing can kill you. That thing can injure you. Oh, if I see something big, you know, it's one thing if you see, like, you know, a ball going across the room. No, but you, but you see, see a something, like, that piece forces. of furniture. And, ugh, and you've got kids in there. Like, that's scary. At least, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's not scary to me. Oh, it's, it's 
terrifying to me. <laughs> and yeah, so they're like, oh, we never seen anything like this before. What the heck do we do? Um, and, you know, I, I know many cops, you know, I'm sure none of them have ever experienced anything mm-hmm. like this. I don't know how they would handle this in today's situation. Yeah. But they basically are like, oh, we're out of here. There's no evidence that anyone's breaking the law. This you and your spirits have fun. <laughs> like, can't arrest them right now. You know, so. but what do you expect the police officer to do? R- r- no, I know. Rip, you know, out there, you know. That's not their what they, Bible yeah. and like their crucif, crucif, crucif. <laughs> 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 oh my god, the cross. That's a. Oh yeah, the crucifix. There you go. Yeah. I was in crazy. Oh my god. No, no, you were you were on the right track. Can you there. see our babies are just depriving us of everything yep. that we have? Sleep, yeah, we don't get much of it anymore. Love her. She's so worth it. But <laughs> can't remember what a crucifix is called. <laughs> anyway, so I mean, like, yeah, they're not carrying that, so I don't know what she expected yeah. to happen. I mean, happen. that's not their area of like expertise. It's either. pure. You know, des- it's pure desperation. Mm-hmm. That's that's what just like what I feel like. They're like, oh my god. Big Vic couldn't handle this. Yeah, and maybe she's trying to convince herself that it's not some sort of, like, supernatural presence. And maybe she wants to believe there's someone in the house doing this. Let's get the police involved. They'll Absolutely. Find them, and, like, the fact that it happened in front of the police, I mean, they're like, we mean business. Oh, yeah. Like, not even trying to hide in front of them. I, I don't know. That had to be. Yeah, no, I don't know. Ugh. So then, obviously, the police didn't work out in their favor. Mm-hmm. It's confirmed more that what they're dealing with is the real shit. So the next step for them is to call the press. So the Hodgins, they call the press. The Daily Mirror sent over a photographer named Graham Morris. Very proper name. Um, he <laughs> said his visit was pure chaos. Automatically, things started flying around. People were screaming. He captured the infamous photo, guys. Mm. I mean, I'm sure if you guys just type this in, Google, wherever, like, you're going to see basically Janet, which look of pure fear being levitated off her bed, like, kind of, like, in between two beds. Mm-hmm. We'll post that for you guys on our Instagram so that way you guys could see it. If you haven't, it's a very well-known picture, just like that little ghost boy was. Yeah, as soon in... as you look up, I feel like the Enfield haunting, that's what comes up. Yeah, right yeah absolutely. The little ghost boy in the Amityville Horror yep. um, case. But he captured that. Um, he captured Janet basically distorted in pain and all these other um, pictures. So basically, again, he's just coming to verify what they're going through is not mm-hmm. not fake. Um, so that happens. He leaves. I don't think he's there for that long. So next, next that comes in is the BBC, which is like Britain's news network, their main news network. Um, and they found basically their metal components and their tape equipment had been twisted and the recordings were erased. So they weren't able to properly document their experience. Um, I don't, I wasn't able to really find much about if they captured anything, they've experienced anything. This more of the, more of the, um, issue of that their equipment was messed up. Um, and actually, there was a report that came through BBC as well, named Rosalind Morris, um, and she made a documentary on this poltergeist in 1978, which I want to check out as well. I was trying to find that. I couldn't really find it, but it looks yeah. interesting. I would like yeah, to hear definitely. see what she has to say for sure. Um, but, you know, the family, they don't stop there. You know, it's definitely bringing attention, definitely getting on the radar of people's minds you know they're kind of like 
what the heck. I mean, I think maybe the family's starting to think that maybe some relief will come out of this. I don't know. But they continue to fight. And they reach out to the Society for Physical Research. And then this is where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets a little bit really spooky. That it does. <laughs> going forward. <laughs> um, so basically the main par- paranormal investigators in this case are Maurice Gross and Guy Lyon Playfair. Again, I apologize if I'm butchering those names. <laughs> so the Warrens, they were they investigated, but very minuscule. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys see the movie. It actually starts off with the Amityville horror case. And they actually show like an act an actor reenacting, I guess, like the ghost picture. Which I thought was interesting. I wanted to bring that up because I saw that today. I was like, oh my God, there's our there's a little ghost boy. Oh see, I have to watch it again because I don't it's remember. It's creepy, everything. it's creepy. Yeah. But um they're definitely more involved in the movie than they were in like real life. Mm-hmm. Um, from my understanding, I didn't find much on them in their investigation. Yeah, I didn't either. So that was just Hollywood. Like we said, most of the stuff could be Hollywood in these movies. Definitely. So we have Maurice and Guy in there. And Maurice was, I guess, the main investigator. But I know um, Guy Lyon played for, he wrote a book as well. But um, Gross basically recalls how distressed the family was, which I think goes to show. And mm-hmm. he kept stating over and over that, Lego pieces and marbles were constantly being thrown and hot and they were hot to touch. So basically I want you guys to envision like you're in a room and all over the place Legos are being thrown, marbles are being thrown. I mean, this is like chaos. And you know, and those yeah. things hurt. Those fuckers hurt those Legos. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping to God that Charlotte doesn't ever want to play with them because <laughs> I have stepped on them in my, my face. Oh, that's share. the worst. Oh my god, imagine them being thrown at you. No, I can't. And marbles on top of it. It's not even no, just Legos. No, no, no. So I mean, more. So they, you know, were there for a while. They 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 were investigating a lot um, within the house, and they recalled that there were like some incidences. And the girls admit to it too, like where they were kind of like do stuff on mm-hmm. purpose to see if they would get yes. caught. And uh, Maurice, like he would catch them. He's like, listen, like I know that's bullshit. I know like they would like bend spoons or something, but mm-hmm. that's the only like pure evidence that I have of some form of a hoax. Mm-hmm. But basically, and there's, I didn't, we were, we went back and forth guys to include in this podcast that we should include some of these interviews. They're very scary. I don't feel comfortable. They are scary. I, was- I don't feel comfortable airing them out unless you really want to see them, you know, kind of see at your own risk. These interviews exactly. of a lot of them pertain with Janet and her older sister, Margaret, um, you hear demonic voices. I want to say demonic ghosts. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if anyone really knows, but it's really, really creepy. It is creepy. I just, you know, if you don't want that type of energy around you, you know, listening is one thing, but actually hearing the actual voices and stuff coming from that. I mean, my computer, when I was researching over the past couple of days, kept shutting down, which it never does when I was watching those videos. So, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, when you Which, told me that, I was like, I was like, oh God my gosh. damn, I thought I lost all my notes. I was like, freak. But of course, <laughs> I didn't. But um, so uh, this is like where, you know, a lot of the stuff gets documented mm-hmm. through these two fellows. Um, basically, you hear the voice coming behind um, Janet. And I want to say behind because a lot of times she's not moving her mouth in these mm-hmm. interviews. And it's a very manly, like a voice. Guys, oh, again, yeah, she's it's... 11 years old. So she is, you know, I, I can't. It's not a little girl's voice. It's to say no the way least. in no, hell. I don't want to hear multi personality. There's just no way. Oh no, you can no... have that type of a old 
disgruntled voice. Yeah, even if I feel like, even if you purposely tried to make it sound like that, you, you couldn't do it for that uh, an 11-year-old girl. No way. No way it's in hell. very eerie. Oh, definitely very eerie. So, a lot of times in, in the interview, this one particular spirit will come through. And his name was Bill Wilkins. If you saw the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically came forward during an interview, during an investigation, and uh, Maurice just kept pressing and pressing and pressing, and the spirit that was going through, Janet was saying, um, just before I died, I went blind, and then I had a hemorrhage, and I fell asleep, and I lied in the chair in the corner downstairs. And he stated throughout the interview that he was, Bill Wilkins, 72 years old, and they found evidence that there was a Bill Wilkins that lived in that house prior to them. You know, and there was, you know, if you saw the movie, mm-hmm. there was that, like, chair that, you know, was, you know, messed, yeah. messed up, I would say. Definitely. <laughs> so that's definitely creepy. I mean, um, I'm not sure if that was the actual chair or if they um brought in, you know, a new chair and it's happened to be in the same spot. But um, again, that interview, just Google it. You'll find it. One, two, three. It's yeah. very, very creepy. Yeah, definitely watch it only if you, you know, if you're up to it because it's a little unsettling to say the least. Oh, a little. <laughs> um, so that was basically the highlight of, I guess, this whole case was that the spirit heavily came through. But supposedly there was, they, and also during the interview, supposedly there was over 600 spirits mm-hmm. in that house. I don't know. I don't even know if one spirit of bill wilkins could create that much chaos of a poltergeist you don't hear a poltergeist often you really no, don't. You don't you're right you don't i don't know i mean that just sounds very ugh. but um and then shortly after that they had a priest come in and the priest i don't know what he did but he it, everything settled down after that but mm-hmm. then they would say over time that um that um, they would just feel a presence, but nothing ever really came forward, you know, and did what did what they did back in 1977. Um, and Penny lived there until um, she died. So yeah. remember, guys, they moved in from they moved in 1977, and she died in 2013. So she stayed in that house the whole time. Yeah. Like again, if you're Wait, looking, 2003, I think, right? Oh, 2003, 2003. I'm sorry. No, yes. it's the mommy brain. It was a, there is a three in there though. <laughs> I am on a roll tonight, guys. Seriously, give me a freaking medal. I deserve it. But yes, 2003. Thank you for correcting me. So I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a while. I mean, that if, is a you while know, to stay there. Some people might say if it was that haunted, why would you stay there that long? I can agree with that, mm-hmm. you know. But also, I feel like you know they obviously didn't earn as much money as people. Thought maybe they were hoping after. I don't know. But um I guess they couldn't just pack up and leave like, you know, <laughs> some of the other kids. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's these some of these kids had, you know, interesting luck. I know um yeah. one of the brothers passed away from cancer at an early age, sadly. Uh Janet left the house early at sixteen mm-hmm. to get married. She just didn't want to be there any longer. Um and then, you know, and then Penny stays there to two thousand and three, so I don't know. I mean, I I want to believe them. I do believe them. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think you would put your kids through all that. And they were getting bullied in school and everything. Yeah. Um, Jana was even. She said she was even locked locked away for some point in a psych ward, and they found nothing wrong with her because guess what? There's yeah, nothing because, wrong with her. It's mm-hmm. 
spirits. <laughs> no, it's, and it's like right away they're trying to, you know, you feel bad for going to a psych ward at a young age. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're being bullied. The boys are bullied in school. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's very, you know, public. It was yeah. like, like, I, like we said before in the beginning, it was the Amityville of London. So definitely, yeah. Um, I, I, I would definitely love to one day go to London and sit outside on their stoop. I would like, love to go to London. Let me in. Let me in. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I, I'm choosing to. I'm choosing to believe it. I, especially I that too. photo and that voice. How do you? I mean, back in 1977, you can't make up that. No, and if you listen, that's the only reason why I'd recommend listening to it because I feel like any doubts you have when once you hear that voice you'll be like there's no way an 11 year old girl could do that I mean it's it's just, really creepy because she's like not yeah. talking like no. and you just hear this voice I don't know yeah no I agree with you and it's and also not the easiest thing to decipher so like that's why I wanted you know if it's put it in here I want you guys to make sure you hear it you know mm-hmm. Properly, and I don't know how well it would it, it would go over. Yeah, we can always include a link or something in the yeah, absolutely. But our it's post if you choose to watch at your own risk. <laughs> I agree. We're not recommending you do it. Believe me, we're just suggesting if you'd like to. <laughs> so all these, you know, these past three. Um, well, also, I mean, Annabelle c- could be you know disputed as well. I mean, all mm-hmm. these are very nowadays they're very high profile cases. And yeah, they all have movies on them. Robert the Doll technically through Chucky. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it, it's interesting. It's, I don't know. It's bringing back these old cases. I, you know, I, I was thinking the other day, I'm like, all this stuff is from, mm-hmm. like, you know, mid to, like, late 1900s. I'm like, we haven't had anything. I know, something, like, current. You're saying, yeah, like, like, like yeah. I, would love, I would love to know if that's. The case, and it is. Yeah, there uh, might be. And things just are just shutting it down because yeah. this is not what people want to hear. I know. I am curious about that, too. You're right, because most of the stuff is not from, like, this generation right now. So Definitely, definitely not. But, um, I, you know, the, this case, researching it, chilling me to the core, watching the movie. Yeah, I'd have to say the, the video of, again, I know we've said this a few times with that voice. So that was really what struck me the most, like, Reading about the case in itself is very eerie and haunting. But then once I heard that, I was like, whoa. Can you imagine, like, seeing your yeah. daughter, like, no. do that? I mean. Not in the slightest bit. I and don't And how the heck do you go that. ahead and help them? Mm-mm, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, Penny, you are a strong, strong woman, and I admire, yeah. admire you for it's doing true. that all by yourself, too. Yeah. Ain't that the truth, man? <laughs> Can't knock her. <laughs> Uh, well, the Moldavite. I was mo- just going to say, anything on. new with the Moldavite? Moldavite is still kicking strong. Um, I want to share things, but I don't want to jinx them. I'm like, yeah, I so want to give it little. some more time, and then I'm like, listen, everyone. But in the meantime, I would recommend highly for everyone to get the Moldavite. And actually, I think it brought up, I think it's bringing up a great opportunity for us, which mm-hmm. we got we got word of, and I really want to share the news, but we can't yet because it's not confirmed. But Soon enough. <laughs> come on, Moldavite. Come on, Moldavite. And oh. actually, Shar was, like, playing with it. Was the, she really? The other day, like, I was holding her. I'm like, Shar, don't break the Moldavite. <laughs> don't break the Moldavite. You got to leave it. You got to leave it. And she was, like, so intrigued by it. It was, like, so Ooh, funny. That's interesting. See? But TikTok, you've done it again. You saved my life. I'm 
gonna have to get. I I know I said it last time too, last week. You I need do to have get to, it. Yeah, I have to get it one. It will awaken your horizon. Yeah, no, I'm seeing. You know, I don't even know everything that it's doing for you, but what I am seeing, the positivity that's happening. And is, everyone's probably like, enough. Like you guys are not sharing anything. I know I'm gonna share my journey, which I'm gonna share it, but yeah, I see some time to make sure it's like not gonna come all backfiring yeah, down on me. I don't me. blame you. I'd wait it out. Oh. <laughs> Well, anyway, guys, um, I just want to thank you so much for all the support, all the feedback. We love having you guys. We love doing this for you guys. And, um, again, we would love to hear your interactions, your stories. Find us on Paramormal Activity Podcast. Giant mom in the middle of that. So yeah. Paramormal Activity. <laughs> I know it's a mouthful. Podcast. And we would love to hear from you. Yeah. And until um, our next episode. Stay safe. Get out that sage. Protect yourself. Ain't that the truth. But do it correctly, everybody. Do it correctly. And just <laughs> stay safe, everyone. All right. Bye, guys.